up you guys so welcome back to dear 20 something and it is october 12th it is exactly 11 p.m and a lot of things have been going on and i've been a little busy and hesitant um, to get on the podcast because I'm always looking for a direction and like always something to bring when I get on a podcast so I've been a little hesitant trying to figure out what exactly what I want to talk about but I think like I told you guys on the last episode that I was going to come back with just kind of updating you guys on what I've been doing and what I had going on to just kind of get a feel for you know just being back so yeah so I'm coming off of my birthday September 13th and I did something different and I'm actually really proud of myself for doing something for myself um that was important for me because normally I would get into this mood around my birthday because I would set goals for myself and if I didn't complete those goals I would feel like a failure like I let myself down in a way and that feeling would increase into like a very saddening mood and I really didn't expect anything Honestly, as an adult, you shouldn't expect much, or we don't expect much for our birthday. You know, you really get excited when you're a child because you're getting gifts and you're being celebrated. But it's important to remember to celebrate your life as you get older. And I didn't recognize that for a few years, but this year I did something. I took a trip to New York. I met up with some friends out there and. I had no plans, but it was good to really see my girls and explore the city, kind of be a tourist, um, get a different vibe, a different scene, different people, and honestly, it was super exciting. I was on the subway, I saw some subway performers, that was pretty cool. Um, I went to a jam session. We went out to a club, too. I forgot the name, though. But it was fun. Um, September was a... Defining moment for me. Well, defining month for me, really. Um... I had to make a lot of decisions, big decisions, and I felt like I was, I was making a lot of spontaneous decisions that correlated to my happiness, for sure. And getting back from that trip, it really was an eye-opener for me. So it was necessary that I took that time to be with myself and like breathe or take that break, that necessary break. 
it is really important to like take those mental breaks from like your reality sometimes and I'm guilty of that a lot but it's it's necessary what did you guys do for my Virgos out there let me know what you guys did for your birthday um I believe we're in the season of Libra, so if y'all got birthdays coming up, let me know what you guys have planned to do, and you know, <clears throat> even if it's simple, just do something for yourself, I really believe that it's important to do something for yourself. Hmm. What else happened in September? Um, I was transitioning because, like, whatever decision I made, um, had somewhat of a different flow. Um, so I had to position myself for that change, and that took some reprogramming with my everyday life, my schedule, um... But honestly, I'm normally like a free spirit. Like, I have obligations that have to be met, which I meet them. But I try to just flow. Um, but in the same sense, I'm very organized too. So it's kind of a contradiction. So, but we all have those. Um. What is some things, you know, that help you get through a transitional phase? Because for me, it kept having to take extra effort to remind myself that every decision that I made was for the betterment of myself. And I shouldn't beat myself up about it. And I think we all sometimes, well, I can't say all because I don't want to generalize, but most of us or some of us sometimes get in a place where we beat ourselves up for just making decisions for ourselves. And we're so used to like helping and being there for others, like without a second guess that when it comes to us, you know, actually making a decision for ourselves and being comfortable with that decision is kind of hard to do that. So it's important to remember that it's okay and, you know, not to be so hard on yourself. And I had to learn that too. Um, so what about you all? Let me know. And then we're going to come back um, with, you know, just some things that's been going on in, you know, my dance world. So we'll be right back. get into my dancing career and let's catch up with that let me update you guys on what I've been doing and how's that going you know I like to let you guys in on my journey I want you all to be a part of it and I mean that from the bottom because I just feel like it's important for myself and also others who support me to 
see the growth. Um, you all know my background, and to see me elevate to a better dancer um, would be awesome because then we all can celebrate together. So, I've landed an internship at Rhythm of Movement Art Studio in Atlanta, and you guys, this is literally one of my favorite studios here. When I first got to Atlanta, um, this was, well, when I actually moved here, this was the first studio that I went and took a class at. Not the first studio I took a class at in Atlanta, but just when I moved here. And I took a bunch of different classes um, because I just like the studio, I like the lights, and um, just the people there and the teachers and the classes that were being held. So one of the, um, I believe one of the managers of the studio, um, you know, reached out and suggested that I should, you know, apply for an internship, you know, because they offer like unlimited classes and stuff like that. And in the dance world, your training can get to be a bit expensive, you know, they're not lying when they say a struggling artist because it really is a struggle between, you know, your work life and your dream or trying to figure out how to mesh the two, trying to find that balance. Um, so yeah, I started interning there and I knew with my internship that I would be getting unlimited classes, which really propelled me to want to do it because like I say, it could get expensive. Um, so I did it for mainly that reason, of course. Um, and also, but once I started the internship, I learned that we are learning marketing tools. So we are doing like the background stuff or the social media um, stuff for the studio. We're editing, we're promoting, we're marketing, um, we're doing correspondence, we're, you know, uh, scheduling and stuff like that. And it also, you know, gets you, I kind of, I guess in a sense elevated in the dance community because I've been hearing it's about who you know sometimes too out here in Atlanta to get certain gigs and I do find that to be true um so with my internship because I'm meeting the instructors and these instructors are dancers who's being booked by like you know Usher, Missy Elliott and all different Jacquees, different um artists in Atlanta or out of Atlanta and you know I'm rubbing elbows with them taking their classes and creating relationships so maybe in the future if they see my growth and feel like you know I'm capable they'll put a bug in my ear about auditions or maybe a bug in their artist ear about you know what I can do so that's also a step up for me um with my career so I enjoyed that and I didn't know that coming into it but it's definitely a plus so I'm loving that um and with that you know I feel like I've grown you know I've learned even if I'm not dancing I'm picking up new moves or you know the conversation that's being had or I'm talking to the instructors about how they started you know teaching their own classes and like what are the um, the background stuff to, you know, percentages and owning your own brand and your movement and stuff like that. So I'm learning a lot and it's something I can also put on my, my resume um, that I've done and what I can do for other people in their companies and stuff like that too. So it, it, it's, that, that was a big thing for me and I love that. Um, what else? Um, yeah, so with my training, um, with the internship, I've also been performing um you guys I've had about three or four gigs um and they've been all different my latest one was 
a part of this band, um, 212 Squad with a singer, a singer, and we just put on a show. The show was like a, a, a sipping paint, and it was very like erotica. Uh, so we put on like a sensual, you know, burlesque type show, and it was fun. It was a good show. Um, but this industry can be very tricky. I've learned that because after that, I got kind of hip to like the politics behind this entertainment business. And you guys, <laughs> it is weird. It's a funny business and it can change people. It can allow the relationships to become blurred. You know, you don't know if it's friend or foe, and I had a big wake-up call. But I'm not even going to focus on the negative, because at the end of the day, it was a lesson for me. And what I learned from that is that you can't trust everybody here. And moving forward, that also motivated me to kind of really go hard to make people see that I belong to be here and that you're going to eat your words. So... No matter what a person say about you, allow your talent to speak for itself. And, you know, the best revenge is success. So that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm just going to pour back into myself and make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm on my stuff. And, you know, with the performances, I've learned a lot, too, just about stage presence, you know, expressions, facials, and networking. A lot of these events in Atlanta um, are about networking, and it's about how you can benefit from somebody while they're trying to benefit from you, but not in a taking advantage type of way. Um, but more so about like, you know, because it is a, a hustle, it's a grind here and you need people, you need help from others. And sometimes there's people who are from Atlanta who know different venues, they know different promoters, they know different auditions, they know different loopholes that for somebody like myself, if you're not from here, it can become hard to figure out, like, who or, you know, where to go to figure out um, or to get those opportunities. So it's really important. But my dance journey has been on the upward hill. I feel good about it. I definitely feel my growth. I see it. Um, and I'm working hard. And my mental uh, thinking is definitely different, you know. So it, it's... It's, it's still going. It's a journey. It's an upward hill. I do feel that way for sure. Um, yeah, so that's really it about my journey. At least that's what I can think of to catch you up on some stuff. And honestly, I'm getting bored talking about myself. And we're going to talk about some stuff that's been going on in pop culture um, when we come right back. So, yeah, I just updated you guys on, like, just my dance career, and it's just really been just, you know, an upward grind and a continuous grind, and, you know, it's, like I said earlier, you know, remember to just stay positive and talk to yourself kindly, because that's important, too. It's all about, you know, your mental uh, stability as well. So, when we get back, we'll be talking about some other people other than myself. Thank y'all for listening to Dear 20-something. It's your girl, Itty Bitty J. <laughs> all right let's get into some current news okay there's a lot of things that's been going on since we were last on the podcast and one of the things that i definitely want to talk about one of the people i want to talk about is summer walker now she just dropped her debut album over it and right now is number one 
in the country, I believe, or in streams, whatever charts, it's number one somewhere in the world. But, you know, I listened to it, and I think it's a damn good album. Now, I love Summer Walker, and I feel like right now she's got the R&B, you know, lane. You know, right now she got that. And she had a lot of good features on this album, honestly, and it was produced by London. And that's, I believe they're in a relationship right now. And some of the features that's been on the um, on the album is Bryson Teller, she got Usher, she got Janae Aiko, Party Next Door, Black, Ace Boogie with the hoodie. I feel like she's only missing one person, and that would have been Tink, and that would have been completely epic. But the album, the music, the songs are definitely in your feelings type, feel good type music, liable to make you call your boo, and just give him that over energy like it's a really good album and one of my favorite songs on the album is playing games probably because that was one of the singles that dropped first and we got we were able to listen to it and digest it and each time like every time I get into like one of the songs off the album and I go into class like and that's the song that we're dancing to I get super excited and I have a really good feeling like the last single that dropped before the album dropped was stretch you out and that came on in class and i'm like yes like this this is gonna be the one because i love the song i was already listening to it on the way over here and it's a vibe it's a, it's a vibe and only thing i'm really worried about i just hope because right now like the world is grasping onto her and liking her and this is probably one of the artists that I also kind of knew about in a sense like back when she was on Vine like before it was like popular to know them and she's finally getting her roses right now and she's getting the praise that she deserves because it's a good album it really is and she's from Atlanta she's 23 she's doing her thing I just hope that the world doesn't do something to kind of knock her down like I call it the scissor effect. I be telling people, like, I just hope they don't scissor her. And by that, I mean, like, scissor was also another artist that I loved before. Like, the world started loving her, too. Like, when she was, like, underground, TDE, like, baggy pants, Converse, over side shirt, overalls, that scissor. And once she, be, you know, did the major crossover, the world just started finding small reasons to hate on her or dislike her and I feel like she kind of came more of a like a sex symbol almost and somebody told me they were like they gave me this different perspective to look at it and it was like you know maybe like back then she wasn't completely okay with her body back then which is why she dressed with such baggy clothes and now that she kind of got the body that she wanted because she worked for it she worked hard for her um you know to stay fit and stuff and now she's you know she can wear the things that she always wanted to wear she can be that girl who she wanted to be and I was like you know possibly that's that's a perspective that could be the case 
Um, but initially I was thinking, you know, that, you know, sometimes when you cross over, they want to make you into this sex symbol and they change the way that you dress. And then she had that one song, The Weeknd, and people interpreted it in so many different ways that it came to bite her in a sense. And now she's nowhere to be found. Like we haven't heard from SZA in a while. And, you know, Janae had her way as well. I felt that way about Janae. But honestly, Janae has been able to really kind of ride the wave this whole time. Like, I feel like she had a space where she was huge, but she's always been able to come back at different times and, like, make a banging song that everybody loves. Janae has, in a sense, stayed to herself, um, but she's done small things to kind of give you that crossover, that pop too but she generally she's able to make a, a hit song so I think Janae's okay but people like Tink or Dondria um you know they were making waves up in this entertainment business like Tink and Drizzy were literally neck and neck they were singing they was rapping they was on drill they from Chicago um Tink I feel like had a little bit more uh, gas with her like she her momentum was like picking up a little bit more but when she signed with Timbaland because his process is so tedious that slowed her down and Drizzy was able to like surpass her like completely and Drizzy is you know more popular and she's making more music and we I feel like the world know of her more because she was able to be consistent with her stuff right now there may be a blank area but we still see her because um of her popular relationship with Jacquees um but Tink you know again like I said there was a a period of time where the world loved them and then they disappeared Dondria the same way she signed with So So Dev um she was making waves she had that one song You're the One For Me very popular everybody loved it and then I think she had two more songs after that I still love these people by the way so I still listen to their old stuff but the world isn't really messing with them right now. They have like this cold phase and I feel like it's about consistency. So with Summer, I hope that that doesn't happen to her, but I feel like she's also a good writer and not to say that these other women aren't because all of these women that I named, like I generally love them for their pen and their vocals and how they create music and their sounds but I feel like once you know they get in that big main spotlight and the world literally starts to love them that's when you know you know the dislike starts to happen or like the negative stuff starts to come out and it's like uh you know what's gonna happen next are they still you know making music what's going on you know they were curious so I just hope that doesn't happen to her, but she's with London right now. He's a really good producer. He's popular. He's, like, um, on his shit right now. He's worked with everybody, and they're hot. She's in a relationship, too, so sometimes when you get into, like, that, you got a hot songwriter, a hot beat maker, you're really in a, a situation to win. I just hope, you know, it doesn't end sour because he has, like, some background noise going on. And by background noise, I mean the whole baby mama situation. But, you know, um, she just needs to stay focused and stay level-headed and, like, just rock out because I want her to win. 
because I know it's been a long time since buying, at least for us in our generation. Time flies, or even a little time feels like it's been centuries. But other than summer, yes. So y'all keep screaming her stuff because I want my girl to go up, up, up. Tyler Perry. So I guess basically this is kind of like Atlanta-based news, what's going on around me. So Tyler Perry just opened up his new studio and... I feel like, (laughs) yes, yes, let's do the damn thing. He's the first black man to ever own his own studio at all. Like, so that means nobody before him has owned his studio. And for his studio to be bigger than Disney, Warner Bros, Fox, Sony, like all of those studios can literally fit into his studios parking lot and still there would be like i think they said 60 acres left left over the tyler perry studios sits on 330 acres of land and that's fucking nuts there's a white house replica inside of the studios he has a replica of the house that medea basically lived in and I, I seen on some um people's like snapchats who were at the grand opening uh videos of the house inside and this land used to be a confederate army base so for a black man to not own that land that's a big accomplishment we have to give this man his praise and have to give it up for him congratulations tyler perry and you know what that means with all this happening in Atlanta, that means there gotta be some new jobs happening. I was just telling my sister the other day, like, yo, we need to start to figure out, or, you know, if they hire, gotta figure out what these auditions gonna be, because that's a, that's a big change for Atlanta, you know, the city is continuing to grow, um, and it was so funny, because the night of the grand opening, this is how, you know, like, sometimes you gotta be aware of your surroundings, or you could not be aware of what's going on around you, so, me and my sister were hanging out, and I was, um, you know, just uh, scrolling down Instagram, and I seen the picture of Beyonce. This is when she had on that gold dress. She was at the grand opening. I'm just like, girl, Beyonce is in Atlanta. You know that? And then she was like, Beyonce in Atlanta? We was like, what? So we're looking at the phone, and we see, you know, Tyler Perry, you know, the grand opening. So I'm thinking that this is still probably, you know, could be Atlanta because I ain't hear nothing about it. But yes, everybody and their mama is here, including Beyonce and her husband and her kids. So, you know, I'm like, this is a really big opportunity. So we need to try to find out what's going on over there. And honestly, the other day I was like driving by and I seen the sign that said Tyler Perry Studios. Like he has his own like sign on the highway leading into his studio. So that's major. Like that's keep keeping alive and then what he planned to do also is just to have programs for like at-risk youth and sex trafficked women so how can you be mad at that like come on especially for his story it is a true rags to riches story and even though there's been dirt on that man's name like in the past or whatever and certain people feel or some people feel like you know he depict black people in a negative way or women or men because I hear that mostly from men, though. Black men don't really like Tyler Perry movies because they feel as though he paints them in a bad light. For whatever, whatever. 
but with an accomplishment like this for somebody who's actually out there doing the work and not just talking about it and being literally a symbol of change um i i can commend that so that's really big that's one of the other things that's been going on in atlanta oh what's also going on is afropunk so this is afropunk weekend and obviously as you can see i'm not an afropunk um afropunk i love afropunk i wanted to go this year but it honestly snuck up on me like life has been in its way um but you know there's always gonna be another event i gotta see what's going on because i really don't know you know who's coming or what's what it's just been so crazy but have you guys been watching power like i've been watching power um it's a good season we all know that we demanded change and we gotta change we change that theme song back to joe and 50 cent although they still playing it in atlanta with trey song they playing the trey song version on the radio but it's been good so far i gotta catch up today is a new episode dropped so i gotta catch up but yeah so that's really all that I have been going on so when we come back I'm just gonna act, act, you know answer a question we're gonna have an ask J and uh, then we're gonna close out and let y'all know what's, what's coming next so again thank y'all for listening to Dear 20 something it's your girl itty bitty J and we'll be back Okay, welcome to XJ. We have a writer in from Panama City, Florida. It says, I'm a dancer from Panama City, Florida, and I've been dancing for four years, but I'm teaching myself. I've been following your IG page, and I'm inspired to take my dream all the way. What would be the best way to start? Okay, um, my advice would be, well, first of all, thank you for following my ig page and also shout out to you because you're from my home state florida yes and honestly i'm just like you um i'm self-taught and now i'm only privileged to be getting trained i will honestly start looking around in my area first to see if there's classes that you can take um and look for the styles that you know you like too that's important and if not from exactly in the city neighboring cities um how far are you willing to travel to get trained you know stuff like that and if that's not an option that's available to you i would definitely like make sure i'm looking on youtube um staying up to date with the styles of dance and how the world is changing um get your training from there like you know that's what i was doing in the beginning you know i was definitely looking on youtube and i still do that to get inspired um and get the training that I wasn't able to afford back then. So, um, I would say do both of those things and also meet up with people. You know, it's good to figure out new ways to dance, um, by dancing with other people. Um, you can learn their styles and if they have training or if they have technique, you can always learn from them or, and they can learn from you. So, um, those would be my suggestions. Um, Yeah. That's it. Thank you.
Okay, so. All right, y'all. So with that, let's see what's next for the podcast, you guys. So we're about to wrap it up and everything. Um, <clears throat> so what I'm going to be having next is pretty much um, a on October 20th, I'm going to be having a movie night where we're going to be watching the movie Disappearing Acts and having a uh, discussion about it on the podcast. And that should be really interesting. And if some of you have not watched that movie, I recommend you guys to watch it. Um, it will make you feel some type of emotion and whatever emotion that is, I, I can kid you not, it will be hilarious. You're going to find yourself yelling at the TV or feeling some type of way about something. And that's very vague, I know, but I can't say too much without giving away some of the movie, which I don't want to do. But it is a one of those classic black 90s films. Um, Sanaya Lathan is in it and Wesley Snipes are the leading two uh, actors and actresses in the film and it's based out of New York and it's a really good movie Um, if you like stuff like Love and Basketball if you like Love Jones, if you like um, Brown Sugar, if you like um, Best Man all of these it's all in the same ballpark um, but not exactly that story but it's a good one so again that's going to be coming up next um, I'm going to have some of my friends over, and it's going to be a couple of us. I think it's going to be some guys and a few girls, and we're just going to get both sides of the conversation, you know. Um, so be sure to tune in. Thank y'all for listening to Dear 20-something. As always, follow me on edit, um, on Instagram at I-T-T-Y-B-I-T-T-Y-J-H-A-Y, J and also Jay Walker, the brand. So that's J-W-A-L-K-E-R-D. T-H-E-B-R-A-N-D. Um, Jay Walker, the brand that IG is kind of like locked right now, which is why I haven't been posting on it because I can't get back into it. Somebody tried to hack my account. So I'm still going through that procedure trying to get my account back. Um, but mainly I'll be posting on my main page, which is Itty Bitty J. Um, but yeah, thank y'all for listening. See y'all next time.